Welcome to On the Record with Tiffany. There are heroes throughout San Antonio, men and women that go the extra mile to make lives better. During the next hour, you'll be inspired as we introduce you to these unsung heroes. And now here's your host, Tiffany Jones-Smith. All right. Welcome to 930 AM, The Answer, home of conservative talk radio with On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin on 930 AM, The Answer. All right, Tiffany, we have some really, really good special guests today. We have uh, Reginald Ballard, our, our co-host here for the health session, and then we also have Lorinda Gray Davis. Uh, so she's going to share her story and share some of the stuff that she's working on. Tiffany, I'm going to turn it over to you to interview uh, Lorinda, so go ahead. Lorinda Gray Davis, one of the best transplant advocates that I know. Uh, this lady has been on the scene just making sure that transplant voices are heard. And especially right now, because we've got a lot going on uh, legislatively with this government. There are all kinds of things happening behind the scenes. And uh, we brought Lorinda on today to talk to us about the latest with transplant recipients and our testing. Hi, I'm glad to be here. Lorinda, so what, so let's talk about MALDX and what that means for transplant patients. Can you tell us a little bit about how you, well, before we talk about that, tell us a little bit about you and your story. Okay, so um, my name is Lorinda Gray Davis and I had a liver transplant uh, five years ago. And in 2005, I started having some issues with high liver enzymes and then the doctors never could figure it out. And in 2014, I was going to a dermatologist because I kept having rashes happen. You know, I had eczema and he sent me to a hepatologist and they said, by the way, you have fatty liver disease. It's not a big deal, don't worry about it. And in 2017, I decided, or 2016, in August, I moved back to Oklahoma from Phoenix. And seven months later, I was in the hospital with end-stage liver disease, stage four, and um, was devastated because I didn't know that this was happening. And my doctors, I was not aware and I was not educated on liver disease so what does fatty liver, does fat, how, because we hear all the time that people have fatty liver, like that's a big issue here in Texas is fatty liver and nobody really goes beyond telling you that you have fatty liver. They don't say, oh, and it could end in liver failure. Like I hadn't heard any, anyone say that. Yeah. So that's a problem is fatty liver disease. If if you have any liver disease, no matter what it is, right. genetic, um, from food, alcohol, hepatitis, <clears throat> excuse me, it all goes to the same thing, which is cirrhosis. And the liver continues to get damaged and it cannot regenerate. And that's when you get into uh, liver failure. Wow. So people who are walking around with fatty liver disease, when you're told you have fatty liver, 
uh, are there stages to liver disease? Just like with like with kidney disease, we've got five stages to kidney disease. And and when somebody tells you that you have kidney disease, like we're we're dealing with the same thing where they, you know, it's it's not emphasized what stage you're in. Like, you know, doctors will just say, Oh, well, you you know, you have it, or we're we've seen this, but they're not explaining to you what the the stage means, how much how much uh, kidney function you've lost, and how much you maintain. Like, was any of that explained to you? With is, is it like that with fatty liver? Like, what is that? Well, with fatty liver, he just told me, "Hey, stop what you're doing. Don't you know if you're drinking? Don't don't have you know." cut down and drinking. If you're eating, let's start eating healthier, change your diet. And of course, when he says it's not a big deal, then I think oh, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And I continued to go out and have fun and eat and do all the things that people do. And then I, I was sick and they said, you have in-stage liver disease. I'm like, what, when did I have stage one? When did that happen? Yeah. And that was really in 2014. So I was not educated on stages and I don't think some doctors are actually educated on liver disease because it's not like Mm -hmm. heart, heart disease where everyone knows. Yeah. So everyone discounts the liver. Well, several months after I was diagnosed, the doctor came in and he said, um, Miss Gray Davis, you have inoperable liver cancer and you will die if you don't get a liver transplant. And I'm like, what? I look at my aunt, I have all this emotion, tears are streaming down my face, and he leaves. And I asked my aunt, I'm like, what did he say? I said, go get him. Go get him. And she got the doctor. He came back in and he said, Miss Gray Davis, you have an operable liver cancer and you're going to die if you don't get a transplant. Same thing. Was that the first time you heard about the cancer part? Yeah. And I was devastated. I just didn't know what to do. I, you know, my first thoughts were, I can't do this. This will never happen. I don't know how to get a transplant. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. And that was my thing is I don't. And so. Other, other than the, the, um, the rash, I mean, did you have any other symptoms? Like, did you feel like bloated or something like that or um, tired or, you know, what other symptoms did you, did you, you know, signs that you see? Looking back. So it was the looking back where you go, oh, that was a part of it. So I, I would break down the random rash because that's your liver, the toxins building up. My stomach would get distended, but I'd bloat and then we'd go down. And sometimes, you know, at one point I was like, why do I look like I'm pregnant? And that was fluid building up on my stomach. But I didn't know that. I was, oh, it's not a big deal. I'm just bloated this week, mm. you know. So I discounted mm. the signs mm. Mm. because I was not educated that that's a sign of liver disease. Wow. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Also, were you going to the doctor at that time? Were you getting labs? Was there, uh, you know, because we always get these labs and you get them back and I don't even know what they mean half the time, right? In the past, but now I'm more knowledgeable about what to look for. But was that happening in that process? Like, 
Was your doctor ordering we, extra labs? And, and lab, just like, oh, you're, labs like after I was told I had fatty liver and it wasn't a big deal, I wouldn't go on to the doctor because it wasn't a big yeah. deal. I moved. Right. I moved right. to Oklahoma and then I wasn't feeling good. And I was like, something's wrong. And mm -hmm. I called my boss and said, I'm going to the emergency room. And I did. And that's when they said, hey, there's a problem here. And they sent me to have a paracentesis to have fluid drained and I had pancreatitis. I mean, it was just a, a lot of stuff at one time. Was there you didn't have like, ahead, the yellow eyes? You didn't have oh, like not, the yellow? Not yet. Not oh, yet. Yeah. So yeah. the symptoms that you, you say, oh, that's liver disease. Right. I didn't see, but I can look at someone now and go, oh, they got some stuff going on because I know yeah. the signs. Because you know the signs. That's how it was with me with asthma. When I had asthma as a kid, I used to tell looking at somebody that that guy got asthma. He has asthma. Yeah. Wow. Because I know somebody else that had a um, one of my friends, a comedian, uh, Dale Givens, her um, uh, husband had to have a kidney transplant and he had a you know, I know his eyes was yellow and he had a lot of, you know, stuff like that. And um, he almost died, but uh, he got one and it saved his life. That's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing how many people have major organ <clears throat> problems with kidneys, with liver, with heart. Heart is not as much like in in the in this cases as us with with kidney and liver and and they're not somehow in the communication it's being downplayed the severity of the problem yeah you know like like they're missing i'm like dude you who who sees somebody yes and doesn't say reginald if you do not stop eating this way you are going. You've got a. Uh, you've got a dial, dialysis chair in your future. Or, or doesn't say, "Hey, Lorinda, you you can't have another glass of wine. Skip the wine." Instead Skip of saying this. that, it's yeah, not you that know, bad. it's not, it's not that word, bad. Though. Like, don't give me, yeah. don't give me a, a a happy little report. So so I'll leave your office and won't be unhappy. You and know. I and I my life is on the line. Right, the quality right. of my life is on the line. You can't just, you know, and I've heard, and I'm sure you've heard this, Lorinda. Well, you, you tell me if you've heard the same thing. When I'm talking to scientists, you know, because now we're in the advocacy world. And when we're talking to scientists, they they will say, you know, phys physician scientists. And, and they're saying this with all, with completely sincere hearts. We don't want to upset people unnecessarily. When you tell people that that this is what's in their future, it can really upset people. Upset me. Upset. Mm, yeah. Me. Yeah. Let you, you know. know. At least. Yeah. Let you know. Like. Yeah. And and that was like I I, I literally have heard this over and over again from an asundry of different scientists across this country. And, and they're not, you know, uh, I want to make it clear. They are, they are not uh, trying to be condescending or crazy or anything. They are, they don't want to create 
a problem for the patient. And I'm like, the patient has a problem. Like we got a problem and we need to know how to fix it. Since you're the one that has the knowledge of what this is going to look like for me, I need to know, like, don't sugarcoat this. It cannot be something where everybody's concerned with whatever it is that you think. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, um, I remember when I first got diagnosed, well, not when I first got diagnosed, but when I used to go to uh, my doctor, and I remember he he, he made him pass, he said, well, you have to, um, you know, watch your blood sugar. He said, because it's already showing signs of, um, uh, you know, that, that is affecting your kidney. After that, and it was a no more mention after that about, you know, my kidney situation, you know, where it, it progressed to, you know, get, get worse, but I never I really heard. Yeah. I never really heard, uh, uh, anything else about it, you know? So yeah, it, it's, it, I, I tell people the difference between, um, a chiropractor and a medical doctor. You know, you, you go to a chiropractor, you know, like you go to a medical doctor, you tell him, doc, it hurts when I do this. He said, well, then don't do that. You go to a chiropractor, you tell him, you know, it hurts when I do this. The chiropractor said, well, look, first of all, you, you're not supposed to have any pain in your body. You know, people think that they're supposed to walk around with, okay, that's supposed to hurt. You know, I'm getting kind of older. Chiropractor say, you know, you're not supposed to have any kind of pain, any discomfort in your body, because if you do, that means something is off. So, you know, they look at your vertebrae and they look at everything that connects, you know, to the kidneys, to your heart, to, to liver and all that stuff. And they try to do adjustments. But, you know, they are very specific and very detailed in your health more than a lot of these medical doctors, you know, because medical doctor will tell you, like, like she said, oh, it's, it's nothing. It's, you know, the first stages, they'll tell you, oh, don't worry about it. It's nothing until it get down to that third that third stage and that fourth stage when they start, you know, being more serious about it, when they should have been more serious about it at the first sign of it, you know, because that's what a chiropractor do. As soon as you tell them you have pain, let's get, let's, let's, let's try to fix that, you know, because you're not supposed to have pain every day in your body. That's not a natural thing. My chiropractor told me the first, only pain that you feel, I mean, only pain that you're supposed to have is, is at birth. <laughs> After that, you shouldn't have pain in your body. <laughs> yeah, Reg, I think that's an excellent uh, example there is that, you know, there should, this gets me frustrated, right? And I, and I have a lot of uh, rage around this particular issue of being treated like a snowflake. Mm. And I'm always mm. like, what about me suggests that I'm a snowflake of mm. any kind, right? And so it's a really big issue with me around uh, being re people telling me what's wrong. And so uh, with my body, so I can know the options and giving it to me straight, like what right. are the possible outcomes? But oftentimes it's exactly what Tiffany described. They simply don't want, and I, you will be amazed when I, you sit down and we talk with them. They're like, well, I, don't, I didn't want to upset that person. Yeah, yeah. So that's, and so that's a good spot to end uh, this segment. And you can listen to On the Record with Kevin and Tiffany on 930 AM, the answer home of conservative talk We are doing a special campaign at Texas Kidney Foundation to get your kidneys checked. It is called Silent But Deadly because kidney disease is a silent but deadly killer. And we need you to go to 
our website, silentbutdeadly.org. Take a 12-question test, and we will send you a kit to your house. Get your kidneys checked at silentbutdeadly.org. Check us out at On the Record with Tiffany on YouTube. And all you have to do is look up On the Record with Tiffany, and you will get to listen to us talk about freedom, opportunity, growth, and progress. If you like what we're talking about, or if you don't, check us out on YouTube, On the Record with Tiffany, and listen to what we have to say. Because we can guarantee you we're going to spark some debate at your house just like at ours. And we're back. We're on the record with Kevin and Tiffany on 930 AM, the answer home of conservative talk radio. So we just heard us talking about people, uh, physicians not telling you about or not communicating to you about the seriousness of what's going on. And oftentimes there's all kinds of reasons you look at the research, but uh, let's go. I want to follow up with that because I have a question that, that uh, cause I always think about the details. When you go back, Reg, and uh, Lorinda, and even with us, Tiffany, do you go back and look at your blood work? Do you see signs in the blood work? Did you see signs like now that you now that you have the you go back and look at it, pull your blood work? Did you see signs of that anywhere, Lorinda? Was there any indication? In my blood work, I, I went back and looked, and it was just barely off, just barely. And that's the thing is. Um, people can show up and it can be barely off, at least with my liver, but I was, I had decompensation and I had hepatic encephalopathy, uh, from liver damage and I had other issues going on, but my liver was failing. And so other, other numbers would go up. Explain what decompensation and, uh, and the other, I mean, I was, I was literally could not sometimes know my name. I didn't know that I didn't know. And so hepatic encephalopathy is like, you know, when a football player has CTE from getting hit, uh-huh. so that's cranial encephalopathy. So it's brain injury. So the oh. liver in- injury is hepatic encephalopathy. And you can have it with kidney disease. I did not know, but you can have uremic encephalopathy. So if someone with kidney disease is acting kind of funny or they're not remembering things, they may not know that they don't know that this is going on in their body. Ammonia level will show up in a blood work, but a doctor has to check that they have to ask for that. And if they're not asking for it, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 um, you know, in the beginning, you know, when you get, when you get, uh, um, blood work done, you don't, you don't know how to read that stuff in the beginning. You don't know, yeah. you know, if you don't see the red levels by you, by the, the, the thing that, where you know where it's off, but if you see the red, you know, where it's off or uh, where it's normal, you don't know how serious it is. And, you know, if they're not telling you, you anything, you're not getting a call back from them to say, we looked at your blood work. Um, uh, you just go on about your day, you know, but now that, that, you know, we're educated about it because we've been through these things with my kidney transplant, that I'm, I'm very educated about, um, you know, my, um, my levels now, because the other day I went to get blood work and, you know, I know my kidney usually be, it was at 1.1, 1.2, but yes, the other day it was at 1.3. And I know because the, the day before I played golf and I got dehydrated 
and I noticed uh, my urine was a little bit darker than normal. So, you know, when I drank water and stuff, it cleared back out. But when I went to get the blood work, it was a little higher, but that, I think that's what it was, you know? And, uh, so I went again yesterday and it was, it was down more than, than it was the other day. So, you know, I know how to read that now, but if, in the beginning, you don't know how to read stuff. You just go throughout the day. You know, I say, you, you might see a red, like she said, it could be a little off. You say, if it's supposed to be uh 0.9 and it's uh 1.0, like, oh, I'm cool. You know, you don't, you know, you say, oh man, my junk is a little off, but you don't know what that, that little off means. And if a doctor don't call you, you thinking, oh, I'm good. Sometimes it slipped through the crack. You know, you have to call them and say, hey, what does this mean? You know, it said that, mm-hmm. you know, my levels is off. You know, so, you know, it's like the chiropractic. like, hey, man, you ain't supposed to have no pain. I don't care if it's a little pain. You're not supposed to have it because that's not normal. So if something is off, it's not normal. <laughs> that yep. don't mean it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's work on getting it back normal. Yeah, and you know that's consistent though with the research, right? Is that in, in the kidney disease, and I would assume it's probably similar with other diseases as well, is that the majority of the people, only about three, four percent of, of people know anything about kidney disease. Then once they are diagnosed in that stage, either st- in stage three B or stage four, right? Then all of a sudden after six months, they become super knowledgeable on that. Right. And so yeah. that's the thing that we Because you have to, to be. Oh yeah, your life. Oh, I turn into Dr. Google. Yeah, because <laughs> you have to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, you know, our whole thing with this show and with what we're doing and with our wonderful spokesperson Reginald, because he, like he's he's doing this for the community, and it's really to make sure that people know what to ask, that people understand that that. Your life is on the line. Yes. This is really important because all of this, a lot of it, in, in the case of kidney disease, the statistics say that 80% of kidney disease, end-stage renal disease could be prevented. Mm. It could be prevented with early detection. You know, that's a huge percentage. See, but but you know, it's got to be communicated to you. you yeah. Say, they see that's, it in the blood work. That's, that's what I was going to say. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of times we, what we do, we do, we, even if we see a, like something off, we don't know what it means. What we do is hope, we hoping and sitting around the house hoping that your doctor don't call you and give you no bad news. Yeah. Even you see that something is off when you know the red ain't supposed to be red because you see everything yeah. else is, is in line. When you see that, you know, we hoping, I know I have done that before. It's like, man, I'm hoping this doctor don't call me. Instead of you yeah, calling him and saying, wrong. hey, hey, man, uh, what's wrong with me, man? Is, is something going on? I, I see that. I uh, see I red. See off. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. see red. Mm-hmm. So what that mean? What that mean? What that mean? Yeah, just <laughs> tell me. Well, just tell yeah, me. exactly. You know, it, it's also about educating, making sure people know that to use my chart or to, ed, to talk to their doctor because their doctors, doctors don't know sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes yeah, you sometimes get to ask a question and you got to say, what does this mean? And they have to respond to you. But if you're mm-hmm. trying to think about it, all your questions before you go to the doctor, you're going to forget him when he walks in because of white coat blood pressure, you yeah. know. Uh-huh. And then you're going to go, damn it, I meant to ask this. And so type them up every chance you get, even if it's three o'clock in the morning and send that away because they will. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what portals are for. And also remember, 
what Lorena, Lorena, to your point, doctors, if you're talking about a primary care physician, a primary care physician is, is charged with knowing a little bit about everything, but they're not the masters of anything, you know? Yeah. And so they, they, you know, you, you're a care team. So when you're going in and asking a question of your primary care physician, especially when it when it comes down to kidney disease, there not everybody knows the same amount of information. Mm-hmm. And so you do need to ask very specific questions. Uh, and that's why we we have them for kidney patients and mm-hmm. we have them for uh liver patients. And that's what you've got to become a little bit more knowledgeable. I mean, we can't just um, sit and expect the doctor to lead the care team only. You've got to you've got to work hand in hand with your docs. Yeah, because we know we know our bodies. Everybody know their yeah. body. I mean, when something this like um um Ms. Davis said, it's like you know you know when something is off. You know, I mean, when I when I first um knew that I had diabetes is I went um, and, and got a burger. Uh, it was a turkey burger a long time ago. I ate the burger and I felt different. I felt funny. I felt like, wow, man, I got to pee. And I had to I had to pee a whole lot. You know, every like 30 minutes I had to go to the bathroom. And I, I say, well, this is not normal, you know, because this never happened to me before. And um, I was real thirsty. I used to drink a lot of water, man. Pee a lot, drink a lot of water. So, you know, I went to the doctor and the doctor, it was, it was a clinic and I went to the clinic and it was a female doctor. They did my blood work and they said, well, you know, your blood sugar is like 300. It was something like 300, maybe 500, something like that. I don't know. But she gave me crazy high. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was high. She gave me some advice. She said, well, drink, um, uh, a lot of fruit juice. Because oh a lot of people die. That's a uh, terrible. Fruit juice. That's what she told me. She told me a lot of people diabetes drink fruit juice. That's so, the worst advice. Yeah, if the they're trying advice. to get And I diabetes. went to my cousin's house and got a big old <laughs> thing of grape juice, the worst, and drank it. And I started feeling a little dizzy, you know. Ow. But um, oh yeah, that, that's what happened. But I knew something was off. So, so a lot of times, people, what we do is, you know, something off in your body, just slightly or whatever, will be right. And we, we, we pass it off as, oh, so, you know, that's just, I'm getting older. Or, that's just, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be all right. I'll be fine. And we're back with On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin. He keeps trying to do all the intros, y'all. No. You told him to. You told me I'm just doing what you said. She feel like Lorinda, Lorinda, side with me. Don't show, go with right? these. I'm like, I'm like Tiffany. She gave me that eye that said, you know, I'm doing Crazy, right? girl. Do she not go. Do not go along with these two, thing, two men. To me, nah. <laughs> hey guys, I want to talk about that again, right? Because I get so when I was in school, right? And this is a holdover from me. I guess it, I have some PTSD, right? Uh, I always saw when I was in college, doctors, you know, they, if you were going down the right route of a doctor, those guys generally had high GPAs, you know, and a little bit of arrogance. <laughs> They're going to be doctors, right? right. And so uh, so there's this, there was this sense of awe that, oh, this guy's going to be a doctor, right? And so, and even uh, growing up, right? So there is this, and we have it in the legal system. There is this degree 
of uh, respectability that's right there. Uh, used to be with priests and preachers, but there, there's a degree of respect that we default to them on a lot of things. And, I, and so I have this saying, we say it a lot from time to time on the show, is you can't want the, you can't want the power of God, but the responsibility of a four-year-old. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. so, yes, we should go to the doctor when we're feeling off on our bodies. But when I get there to the doctor, right, what is that doctor's responsibility? One, right now, we know people make mistakes because they're practicing medicine. Mm -hmm. But something as simple as chronic kidney disease, right? They see that in the blood work, right? And so that's the item that I was, Lorinda, that I wanted to know with you. I asked in the earlier session. Uh, was there anything in your blood work that should have uh, possibly tipped someone off that was like a glaring red flag that, you know, a first year medical student would have saw, or is it just there wasn't there, there was a special test that had to be ordered in regards to liver? So with liver, it, it was really more of a special test, but they didn't go and check on things. And so it ended up, I had to get rid of my liver cancer, you know, because it was there and then it grew. I had to get rid of that to get my transplant. And when I got my transplant, they did a biopsy on my liver. And they said, you had alpha-1 antitrypsin. It's a genetic disorder that you had proteins stuck in your liver. And no matter what you did, you were going to end up with this. But they didn't check me. So mm. in 2005 or 2003, when I started this journey, someone could have taken a blood test did a genetic disorder, a test and said, this is where you're going to go if you don't change things. Just like your testing, right. Tiffany, that you talked to me That's about right. what you're trying to do is yeah. exactly what I wanted someone. If they would have done that for me, I wouldn't have had to go down this path. If I would have had right. someone like Tiffany, if I'd had some, someone like you to tell me. Well, you said something about genetics. Anybody else in your family have that? Well, after they said that, I turned around and figured out that's what my mom passed away from. She had really? alpha one lung affected. So she was lung affected. And wow. so now my brother was diagnosed. He's my half brother. He was diagnosed with uh, fatty liver disease three years ago. And he oh, said, wow. oh, it's not a big deal. And I said, yes, it is. You started having some problems. Because he's probably being told the same thing you were being told. And guess who got referred to transplant yesterday besides me? Hmm. He did. He did. He oh, was being wow. referred for a liver transplant. Wow. So and genetics. So genetics has a lot to do with it in your family. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, wow. See, that's the so same you think that's thing probably with from your mother's side. Yeah. So it's a gene from my mom, but I got one from my dad. So he probably has yep. a gene from his dad as right. well, and that's why he's at that yeah. age where it happens. Because wow. that that was the that's the case mm. with my family. That's how we ended up losing 15 family members mm. to a POL one. Right. Is that uh, like with with me? I have two alleles: one for my mom, one for my dad. That's how a POL one woke up in my brother. Mm. And what made me even look for this and look to see, is this genetic, is that I had an uncle and our oldest daughter is named after him, Uncle Ernest. And Uncle Ernest had two wives. His first wife uh, passed away and then he married a second lady, right? And that first group of kids, Viv got both legs 
uh, amputated and and was on dialysis in June. Junior, you know, Ernest Junior was uh, on dialysis and and died young. You know, both these people were young. They were, um, and. I love June. Like cousin June was was one of my favorite cousins, you know, grew up with, and then they had a second set of kids. He had a second set of kids and that's uh, Neil and Pam and Neil and Pam, nothing. Great health, you know, and these are all uh, uh, in the same family. And when I looked at them, I was like, there's gotta be something genetic because why did this group end up, with so many of them with kidney disease and early and young and you know the other two girls didn't and then another family member aunt lena and uncle george they both ended up in renal failure four of their daughters all under under 50 gone Renal failure and then death, and it was and it came on fast. Mm. Yeah, but and, let's and talk I about was that. like, "There's something here. It's but got it, to be genetic. It is genetic, but but we have to because you, you, we've got to watch that because we don't want doctors to be lazy or, or healthcare pro, uh, professionals to be lazy and say it's genetics. Right, it's going to go right. there because there's right. interaction between genetics and the environment. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. So there are yes. people who do have these genetic predispositions, but yeah. they are also out there doing things with with which are normally food. Everyone says, oh, that person was out there drinking alcohol and right. you know doing coke. No, not at all. It's their food. And so if you're aware of certain things that you're more likely to be predispositioned for, it gives you an opportunity to adjust your yes. diet. And because, that's where and, and it's the truth. And that's where early detection comes in because no, I don't want people to be lazy and go, Oh, it's genetic. Don't worry yeah. about it and write them off. Yeah. And, and that is literally where many want to go, but early detection gives us options because if you knew early on, Oh, if, if you knew this from your mom, like if your mom had been tested and they told you, Hey, Lorinda, you wouldn't have been you wouldn't have been having alcohol and this and you would have changed everything. Now let's not make it like you know, because I know radio people on the radio show are gonna be out saying, Lorinda was out there being an alcoholic, just doing whatever she was doing, right? Lorinda, I can't hear you on the your your mute. Oh, you know what? I will say this that with every every liver disease ends up in cirrhosis. Every yeah. kidney disease ends up in end stage kidney failure, you know, and I want people to understand it doesn't matter what you do. If you do too much of one thing, it's probably not good for you. Yes. And, you know, yeah. so um, I, I will say this is one thing I want people to understand. They need to educate, make sure their primary care doctors are educated yeah. and that they Those know PCPs if they're important. not sending them to someone that specializes in what their concern is, that's a problem. And they yeah. should find another doctor that will send them to where they need to go to get the answer. And if you're not getting specific me. answers, if you're not yeah. getting specific numbers, right. if they're just telling you your kidneys are good, no, that's not an answer. That's not an answer. There, what's my kidney function? You need mm-hmm. to be like, tell me how much kidney function do I have? 
what's my estimated glomerular filtration rate? Like what you you know these things, so explain them to me. Yeah, that's right. And 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 like you said about the genetic side, you know, me and my grandmother, the only ones that had diabetes in my family, and I'm the only one that had to get a kidney uh transplant. But the funny thing about that, I spoke about this on, on earlier shows um that we recorded. Um my mother found out maybe six, seven years ago that she had one kidney. And my sister found out she was born with one kidney. Ain't that's crazy. <laughs> and I had kidney and I mean when I was a little kid, I was hospitalized for like maybe four or five days, they said I had kidney disease when I was a little kid. And after that, I remember being in the hospital. I was a kid. I was having fun in the hospital. And they was giving me sugar water every day. I was drinking water with sugar. It could have been medicine in the water, but I thought it was sugar. And all the other kids had sodas. And I was like, man, why I can't drink soda? They just give me sugar water. And so, and I end up, one day they gave me a, a Sprite and I drank the Sprite. And I was like, oh man, I must be getting, I must be getting ready to go home because they're giving me soda. And that day I left, went home, and I was I had to, I was still in elementary school, and I I had no inkling or no um, symptoms or anything about kidney disease again, until I got into my what forties, uh, thirties, something like that. Yeah. That's when they said I had kidney disease. I'm like I, the first time I heard that I was a little kid. Next time I heard it, I was a grown man with kids. <laughs> you know, so I don't know what what it, it's probably some kind of rare form, a rare thing that happened to me that um, you know, I had warning signs when I was a little kid. So it's crazy. Yeah, it is. And it, and it's also it, it, it I, I get I have these frustrations because I it's it's very nuanced and very complicated, right? Because doctors, there are a lot of great doctors out there excellent doctors. I know a lot of them, right? So, and I go back and forth from time. I'm like, it's a conspiracy because I don't want to believe that these smart people are are dropping the ball here and there and and people's lives are at stake. And so there's this onus that we're, that we are putting back on patients, right? Because it's our lives. We have to deal with the consequences to educate ourselves. When oftentimes when you just starting out, you have no idea where to start with any of this stuff. Yeah. Right. You're just well, like, you just like grab it. You wouldn't know to follow up on something from when you were a kid. Yeah. And, and the thing about that, it, yeah, you would know because because back back then it's like well now your medical record will follow you. You know you could they could go yeah. online and look at your all doctors yeah. could go online and look at your medical stuff. But back then, you know everything was hard copy paper, and you know it seemed like they 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 couldn't couldn't follow you all the way through mm-hmm. how they can yeah. now. You know so. If they could have followed me all the way through, they probably would have said, well, this guy has a marker for kidney disease, has a marker for for diabetes, yeah. you know, all that. Yeah, something. But, you know, and yeah, yeah. Is, I mean, it was but, just, And, just totally and I anticipate with, with AI hey, ML learning. Stop right there. That's a good segue with AI ML learning. We're going to pause right there because I want to bring that back in the last session. Sorry to check you off. I'll be a lot of women. All right. And you've been listening to On the Record with Kevin and Tiffany on 930 AM The Answer, home of Conservative Talk Radio. We are doing a special campaign at Texas Kidney Foundation 
to get your kidneys checked. It is called silent but deadly because kidney disease is a silent but deadly killer. And we need you to go to our website, silentbutdeadly.org. Take a 12-question test, and we will send you a kit to your house. Get your kidneys checked at silentbutdeadly.org. Check us out at On the Record with Tiffany on YouTube. And all you have to do is look up On the Record with Tiffany, and you will get to listen to us talk about freedom, opportunity, growth, and progress. If you like what we're talking about, or if you don't, check us out on YouTube, On the Record with Tiffany, and listen to what we have to say. Because we can guarantee you we're going to spark some debate at your house, just like at ours. All right, and we're back with On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin on 930 AM, The Answer, home of conservative talk radio. All right, That's Tiffany. right. Get it right, Kevin. Get it right. <laughs> Tiffany, you know, Reg just talked about, uh, you know, when he was a kid a long, long time ago, <laughs> yep. Yep. there was just paper records. Now everything is digital. Talk about that with the AI in the learning before I cut you off. Go ahead and share that information. Two. It's two. Okay. <laughs> so I anticipate I so what you were saying was that that you know they can't follow you and I really you know I I anticipate with AI ML learning that we'll be able to pull things out of a person's record with especially since we can follow you now hmm. and see oh wait a minute these occurrences now have us you know, build profile so that we can see, oh, this person is is potentially a candidate for mm-hmm. for kidney disease. Not not necessarily rare. You know, yes, I have a rare one, APOL one, but uh, there are other things like we know diabetes, hypertension, cardiovascular disease, obesity. Those four things are the four leading causes of kidney disease. We know that. So if when you see somebody that has those four things, you know, we know that doctors spend three to five minutes talking to you. So they don't have necessarily have the time to assess most of the time when they're talking to you in a in a clinical setting, they're reacting to what you have said to them. Right. So you've told their their uh, staff. This is why I'm here today. I have this, this, and this going on. And then they're coming in to give what their what their reaction is or assessment of those three things. They do not have time to assess your health, mm. your overall health, and say, okay, and by the way, you know, your profile says that you're you might be at risk for kidney disease. But AI ML learning can help us to to find profiles like that so that he's sitting there or she's sitting there and they see that, that, that to me, that's the beauty of all that we see happening in medicine is that those profiles can be built. We can put that into the medical system and into those medical records and say, build me a profile and show me which one of my patients, you know, the doctor can say, build me a profile, show me which one of my patients has this or is a candidate for this or could be at risk for it give me a little red flag 
so I can I see. Think, it. I think that's awesome because you know patients, patients need that. And I would say so after my liver transplant, my kidney numbers started going off. I went to my my doctors. I'm like, hey, what what's going on? He said, we just look at your liver numbers because that's what we're concerned with because they're the liver doctors. Yes. So yeah. I had to go to my primary care doctor and said, hey, what about this? He goes, where do you want to go? And I told him exactly because the, the nephrologist led to transplant. I said, I want to go to the, the people that are aware of transplant because mm-hmm. I don't want someone just to not pay attention to what is going on. And that was the biggest thing is making sure. And so having a primary care doctor to navigate me or to understand where to go and what to do, because rural community doctors sometimes do not know. And I feel I I get frustrated because I want patients to be able to to go out and find where, you know, how do I navigate this system? How do I get around? Because, you know, I like to say don't. So don't is diagnosis. Because you get diagnosed and you got to deal with it. And that changes your outlook. So your outlook mm-hmm. really has to change in how you're going to navigate the system. You got to mm-hmm. navigate it to go get treatment. And, yep. you know, I think that that's how I look at don't now. Because how could the doctor look you in your eyes, you know, after telling you that, oh, it's nothing to worry about to when you have to get a transplant, how could they still look you in your eye and, 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 you know, have some kind of conscience. I changed of, doctors. Oh, you know how you many go. times we hear people. <laughs> that's, that's how you do it. There you go. <laughs> do you know how many, I how often, thing. I did the same thing. Okay. Reg, <laughs> you know how often we run into people who fired the whole care team? Is that right? Because of this. In fact, I think the most the most glaring uh, example of that would be Senator Kelly Hancock here in mm-hmm. Texas. This conservative senator, he went in, they told him, you're going to be on dialysis in the next six months. Mm. And he fired everybody on the care team, changed mm. his diet, and staved off dialysis for 31 years. There you go. Before you can't be, he you had can't to get a transplant, you can't be mm-hmm. embarrassed. To, but he to was like, "You gotta that's, go." That's, that's not yeah. They don't have your health in in, in yeah in, in, yeah 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 yeah. You you can't you know hesitate. No hesitation. Yeah. No reservation. Yeah. If they're not doing what you know they're supposed to be doing. Hey, you got to go and look yeah. for somebody else that's going to do it for you. And, and we've heard that from person the people who have gotten the positive result were the people who were like, you know what? Uh, This is my life and I'm going to, I'm going to engage in this process and figure out what's going on here. Because if you do not, the best advocate for you is you. Absolutely. You don't jump in into the fray and go, Hey, what's going on here? Yes. Don't just tell me, don't piss in my ear and tell me it's rainwater. I'm sitting here. But here's the deal, though, guys, is what you don't realize, yeah. right? Because I come from the financial in- industry, right? And there is a lot of overlap between finance and uh, and medicine, right? There's just a lot. I just see it all. I see it everywhere, right? But in, in, I always say this. In America, right, 
there is an answer for all of these things. Like what you just described, how would I go about uh, building out this profile of patients who are at risk for the most common diseases? Th that's already in the body of knowledge. The geeks have already come up with that. You don't have to invent it. They're, they're geeks with PhDs. We're just trying MDs. to push them to do it. Yeah. And so there's actually, actually literally right now, you can literally, I was talking to a physician the other day. We were, we were talking about this whole thing with the profiles. And he said, well, how would you see all those people? I said, it's simple. We do it all the time at Merrill Lynch. You decide the profile you're looking for. What's, how many people do you have? Let's say you have 100 of them. Okay, we have 100 people that we know that have these profiles. Or there's some at higher risk than others. The computers can do that. They spent $150 million here in San Antonio at the University Health System for this amazing database capturing system that has some unbelievable capabilities. It can literally bring all of that up. You can go in and yeah. tell it. You can pull it together and do it. And then you we take that, in that example that I gave you of 100, though, it's going to take us two years to get these people, 24 months. And then there may be some at risk and we can reach out to. It's a system. What we and and what you see us advocating for and and us working with with Reginald for is the policy, is changing the policy because that's what governs hospitals. It's mm -hmm. not that your doctor's sitting there trying to come up with some crazy way to make more money off you mm -hmm. being sick. That's not what no it is. They're not. <laughs> yeah, no, but most of them aren't. Okay. Most of them are there following a system. They have, they have <laughs> protocols that they're following and the protocols don't include what we're talking about right now, because yeah. if the protocols did, they would be following them. Now we can talk at length about uh, the nefarious intent of some bad players. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you can, you can. The majority of them, they're not bad players. They're in a bad system. Well, they're I tell, you, I tell you, what I want to do is, I, the, you know, the, the most simplest thing for me about this, you know, the Texas Kidney Foundation is, you know, when I'm on stage, when I tell people about, you know, the transplant situation, that it is, is, is still, it still puzzles me how many people that don't understand it don't realize that you don't need a match in order yeah. to get a transplant. And every time I, you know, when I do my, my comedy, when I'm on, after I get through, I tell them, you know, um, about, you know, Texas Kidney Foundation when you can and how you don't need a match to get a kidney uh, a transplant. And you'll be amazed at how many people in the audience go, what? Oh, they don't know. They don't know, man. It's, and, 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 you know, it's, it's, I don't know how long it's been going on, but people, you don't have to really have a, 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 a perfect match. If you have somebody that's willing to donate uh, kidney to you that could get done and it could get done uh, in a in a very quick way because you wouldn't have okay. to spend time a lot of time on dialysis you know you you they'll swap you out they'll give that person a kidney to somebody else and you'll get somebody else's kidney it'll be a, the, the process of being speed up yeah it's called paired donation you can go Sped to up. the yes. national Thank kidney you. registry .org, national kidney registry.org and they will help you navigate the process. They literally do. I mean, a lot of people do not know, man. They have no clue because we've been taught 
that man, I, I don't I don't know. But you have to have a perfect match. You gotta have to have or, a match, man. You. Nobody in my family match me, man. Everybody else sick in my and family. You're like, no, 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 no. You yeah. I, like literally, if we and and I've said this over and over again for the last six years, the best way that you can get kidneys to everybody is go to college campuses. Appeal to young people. You only need one kidney to be mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. live and to be healthy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know how many altruistic young people there are? A lot. Yes, yes. A lot, and yes. and do pair donations at you know campaigns. Who who would be willing to give a kidney to help this individual? Do you know how many we could we could clear this problem up? Yes, that's the truth. I, I've been in a short been, period of time. You know, I'm your patron affairs representative for Region 4, which is Oklahoma mm-hmm. and Texas. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always about education because you hear about recipients and you hear about being an organ donor, but you don't hear yeah. about the journeys and you don't hear yeah. about the opportunities to be able to be a donor. And you don't, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, what does that look like? Yes. Just yeah. like the swap, just like the kidney, the paired donation. No yeah. one's talking about that, but you are. Very thankfully, I'm glad you all are. Yeah, and, and let me add this real quick. I'm glad you are too. Yeah. You know, it, like we're always looking for other like-minded advocates. We're all the ones that are raising heaven on these places. Yeah. You know, they've they've unleashed hell on us, but we're raising heaven because this is uh, nonsense, and it's yeah. wrong to leave people in the lurch in their uh, regarding their health. Right, but remember this, right? And I, I say this all the time in, in, in the radio, in this health session, is that there we have the solution. There's research that's been done on how we can help patients get a kidney transplant. There that's is. right. And, and we know, like, like Amy Waterman, this great doctor, she's super awesome. She, ha- she has done... She has done the legwork. She has shown America and every place else that you can do this. Here's how uh, how to how to tell stories, how to how to to reach patients, where to do this. So it's there. Yeah, the information but, is there. But it's not just that. There's there's solutions to all of this, but the solutions stay with the geeks. It has to be grassroots <laughs> efforts. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be with us. And, so, that's, and that's where the issue is. Tiffany, you have the last word. I, you know, I, I'll say this really quick before I, mm-hmm. I give my last word. You know, I, people like Amy have done the work, uh, Dr. Waterman have done the work. Uh, and then we take this stuff to the streets. It's it's up to us. You know, when I see all these different places having big conferences about what can be done, we should do this in HBCUs. We should do this here. Yes, we should. We're actually doing it in HBCUs. We're actually doing this and working with people. We've done it to the tune of 20,000, over 20. We're very proud of this, over 20,000 kidneys that have been screened in the great state of Texas, 31.2. 6% of them we found uh kidney disease in them and yeah. that was done through this organization and uh connecting people to the care that they need so it's it, enough talk as as a uh, who is that that rapper he says let's talk Willie D Willie D Willie D no right. more talk 
No more. That's right. As no Willie says, no more talk. Yeah, no more <laughs> Get talk. out there and do my man. The work. You know, yeah, 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 I, yeah, I love yeah. Willie D. I yeah, didn't even yeah. know who he was until I heard him. That's Scarface partner. That's face partner. You know, Scarface did some stuff at Texas Kennedy Foundation. He that, did. That's his partner. That's his partner. But Scar- I tell you what, you know, I, if any HBCUs want to have us come in and and sit down and talk, you know, to um, yeah. the students, man, we'll be very glad and 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 and, and happy to do it. So that's right. You know. Because and you've been listening to On the Record with Kevin and Tiffany on nine thirty AM, the answer, home of conservative talk radio. You've been enjoying On the Record with Tiffany. We encourage you to share these stories with friends and family. You can listen to other shows by going to nine thirty AM the answer dot com and join us next week for On the Record with Tiffany on nine thirty AM the answer.